Hey, hello and welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to welcome you today to another episode of Birth Your Vision podcast live. And I'm your host, Hannah Kukuli. It's good to have you here. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And um, please introduce yourself and tell me exactly where you are watching us from. So thank you so much for joining us today. For those of you who are actually meeting me for the first time, um, I am the founder of Birth Your Vision Podcast Live and also the founder of the All Women's Network, um, powerful platform that actually helps aspiring entrepreneurs to start and grow their business. And I help aspiring female entrepreneurs um, who struggle with self-doubt to gain clarity in actually starting the business and birthing their visions and turning it into reality. I am also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, a podcaster and a transformational speaker. And so I'm super excited to have you here today. It's a real pleasure. And so every week I will be coming with amazing guests to interview them. And these are wonderful business experts who have amazing knowledge in helping you to grow your business and also giving you the tips, the strategies, and also motivating you as well. So the Birth Your Vision podcast is really about supporting women in business and as well as aspiring female entrepreneurs to get them to start their business and also give them inspiration, advice, support, and also tips in terms of growing their business and their brand and also for them to be very visible And we also welcome men also on our platform as well. So you are all welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Please leave your comment below. Let me know where you are watching us from today. I am so excited. I have an amazing guest. Um, She is the beautiful Lisa Hanley, and she is actually a journalist. She's going to be sharing lots of amazing information today. And I'm super excited to welcome her. Tell me how you are doing. And how has your day been today? It would be really nice to really get to know um, how your day is going and how is lockdown going for you as well. So share all that information below. So I'm going to be introducing my guest. She's going to be coming on very shortly. So, you know, put your hands together for her and also leave some great comments and welcome her as I'm going to be welcoming her to join us today. So welcome everybody, thank you so much for joining. It's a real pleasure to have you. So welcome my beautiful guest, Lisa Hanley. Hi. Hi, Hi. How, are how are you, how are you doing? You look amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you, so do you. It, thank you so much. It's a real pleasure to have you here on the Birth Your Vision podcast live. Um, I'm super excited and I've been sort of um, anticipating this moment because I know that we've actually connected sort of like a few months ago and um, and I was saying to you that we're going to kickstart the season three of Birth Your Vision podcast and I'm super excited that you are the first um, guest I'm having on the season three Birth Your Vision podcast. So thank you so much for coming today. It's a real honor and a pleasure to have you here today. And I really just want to just introduce you to my amazing viewers who are watching you right now so that they could have a background of who you are and exactly what you do. And um, here we go. So Lisa Hanley is a freelance journalist and a producer working in London. And she's actually the creator 
and um, investigative. She's actually the creator and also um, she does the podcast investigative series. Um, she's really amazing at doing this. And also, um, she's also very, very much into the podcast and she's actually gone into the third audio episode. And um, it's really amazing. She's gonna be sharing lots of information about that. She's also a producer as well. She has actually produced a short film for Thomas Reuters Foundation on BME mental health and the impact of the viral police shootings, which has actually happened um, recently um, across the world, really, to be honest. And she's also an advocate for mental health and also, you know, having a parent who has actually died and has a result of having a very serious mental health, she's, she's an advocate for that as well. Um, she's now expanding a YouTube channel and she'll be documenting her journey into media industry and also recently after finishing a master's in July, she'll be sharing a journey with us and also on YouTube channel. So, you know, we have so much to cover today in terms of her journey in being a journalist, a producer. Um, so just come on board and I wanted to just leave your questions below and um, share your thoughts, your ideas, and let's get the conversation started. So welcome once again, it's a real pleasure to have you here, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So how was your day today and how have you been? Um, day today has been quite intense, done a lot of research today. Um, and yeah, I found out some great things, found out some not so great things, but it's all part of the job. Um, wow. But yeah, intense day. <laughs> I could imagine. I know I've had one of those days whereby there's so much going on and you just feel so overwhelmed. So I could just imagine the way you're feeling. So, yeah. you know, really tell us about your journey, you know, into becoming a journalist. How is that journey like? Um, it was, it's, it's not been an easy journey. There's not, there's yeah. not really like a plain, like road to becoming a journalist. You think that there is, but it's, it's not really. People find all different avenues to get into it. Um, I did my undergrad in 2013. And um, I was writing for newspapers and I was um, volunteering at radio stations and I had mm. a little internet radio store and um, I was, you know, um, really into going into the radio side and going into newspapers. Um, and then I got into um, fashion journalism and right. um, the fashion industry chewed me up and spat me out. <laughs> um, it was. Um, it was quite um, a sharp shot because I thought I wanted to go into fashion and then just didn't turn out very great. So um, I ended up veering off into um, events. And then when I um, came to London, I did my master's in journalism and I started um, interning at um, magazines and um, PR companies. Um, and then I got into broadcast and, and just completely fell in love with it. Um, wow. I just fell in love with creating and um, being able to tackle real life issues. Um, mm. So that was where my love for journalism started and it has just continued. Um, so, yeah, that's how that's I got just, into it. Yeah, that is just amazing. So, you know, um, in terms of becoming a journalist, like you said, you know, there's quite a lot, lot of work that actually goes into it. Do you want to sort of break it down for us in terms of step by step? If someone was to actually say that they wanted to go into journalism, 
Um, you know, what are the steps that they should take? What is the roadmap into getting into such roles? Um, well, it depends on what area of journalism you want to get into. Um, oh. If you want to get into newspapers or written journalism, you can go into the avenue of volunteering at a newspaper or a magazine or publishing right. house. Um, a lot of the work at the start is going to be free. So you are going to be volunteering, you're going to be interning, um, and you're just going to have to be okay with um, getting the coffees for a bit and sometimes um, putting your, you know, your little two cents in on editorial, but yeah. um, you're going to have to work your way up there. You can't just go straight in and be putting your articles out. Um, mm. The internet has completely opened up accessibility though. So yes. um, in this sense, you can actually create your own blog. You can start okay. um, writing your own stuff and um, create your own platform online, which is mm. what most of us have been doing. And by that, you can get noticed by um, people that, that are within the industry for yes. stuff that you are doing on your, on your own. Mm. Um, there is apprenticeship internships and mentorships that you can get into through big organizations like BBC and Channel 4 and you don't actually need a degree to do it. Um, you just need to um, apply and be around looking for those um, jobs when they're actually there. ITV right now has so many jobs for people that don't have degrees so if you don't want to go the university route you can do that. Um, and then obviously if you are going into more like political journalism, investigative mm -hmm. journalism, things like that, you need to have a very good idea of media law. So mm -hmm. um, you would need some kind of qualification for that. Um, but that I've met people in the industry that have got degrees in history, degrees in performing arts, mm -hmm. things that are not particularly um, generic journalism, yeah. but they are... They can be applied you can have like um you know transferable skills so um yeah there's so many different avenues now um, don't turn your nose down at youtube um or at anything like that um creating your own videos um if you mm -hmm. want to present in um so these are all kind of ways that you can build your platform or build yourself up to become yeah. a journalist um mm -hmm. without particularly going the university route Right. Okay. That's really good to know because this is like an easy route where people can actually do apprenticeship and work experience mm. to really get them to the next level in terms of journalism. And also, you know, taking them into the media route. Can you explain a little bit about sort of being in the media? Um, in, in what sense? Like, what, um, what? So maybe if somebody is interested in kind of... Um, you know, doing a publication or maybe a magazine or fashion or beauty um, or even journalism, I guess. But you've already sort of covered that. But, you know, they want to kind of be in the media, be an influencer, for example, or, mm -hmm. you know, just be um, yeah. part of TV, doing media um, fun things, you know, that, you know, some, some, of, some form of experience in terms of media. How can they actually get in? Um, so if you want to do some form of television and you've got mm. no qualifications or you've got no background in television, um, the best way to do to get experience or your confidence doing some form of broadcast is recording yourself and getting on YouTube right. okay. um, and building your following that way. That's mm. the best way to do it without 
having to do some kind of formal education or investing your own money, even though if you are doing a YouTube channel, it would be good to make the channel look great. But um, like, you know, to kind of build that experience of speaking to a camera and um, kind of getting your confidence, doing that and creating content. YouTube is really, really great. Um, yeah. Internet is just like a madhouse for people that are abs- that are just taking the reins and completely just doing whatever they want with their careers. Absolutely. And it's great. Like it's building a platform for so many entrepreneurs. So I would say to um, do that for yourself first before mm. you look for you know a company or whatever. Even though there is companies out there, but if you want to get your experience and build your confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's quite a lot of people now using YouTube as a platform. Um, So today I'm also using YouTube to be able to kind of feature the podcast as well. So I think you are right. It's definitely a great platform to use to actually start with and grow your audience from there, which is really amazing. So tell me more about, you know, the freelancing producer job. You know, tell me, what do you do as a freelance producer? Oh, as a freelance producer, it's yeah. not as exciting as it sounds. Um, <laughs> it's it's literally like, you know, I'm, I'm creating pitches all day. So creating ideas that are relevant to current times and yeah. um, like current affair topics. And then I pitch them to um, big media organizations for them to um, kind of commission so I can create some kind of video, film, um, news article or whatever it is um, right like earlier today I just found out that I got commissioned for a podcast which is great um, but that's something that I'm doing that's separate from my podcast um, right, separate. and um, that was a, an idea that I pitched last week so um, yeah it's just pitching all day mm. and it's gathering ideas doing extensive research trying to find ideas that are not the status quo things that are, you don't always see in the news things yeah. that you know the little parts that are missing which uh-huh. there's always something that's missing Absolutely. um but um yeah so it's finding that and creating that into a document so you can pitch that to bigger organizations and be like please commission me and um <laughs> take my um work so yeah that's basically what i do all day which is a uh, oh, wow fun. And I know that you also do short movies as well. Can you tell us about the um, recent one that you've actually done? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the um, film that I did with um, Thompson Writers Foundation um, was a short documentary about the psychological impact that police brutality had on Black people's mental health, or Black yeah. Britain specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that came after the George Floyd shooting and um, just kind of the reaction from British, black British, the black British community yeah. um, after seeing that footage. And I wanted to kind of figure out just kind of this idea that this is just a black American thing. Mm. It wasn't really just a black American thing because it affected black people everywhere. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, it was on social media, everybody saw it. Mm. Um, and I wanted to look into how that was affecting them. And, you know, after, you know, instances with COVID and people being affected, that people being affected by COVID, I just thought it was a very important um, topic to figure out, well, 
okay, then, you know, they're already kind of impacted by this disproportionately. Um, police brutality is not something that is new to them. Absolutely. Black people everywhere. So it's like, well, obviously this must be affecting them mentally as well. Then mm. I met some um, people that were in the UK that have been affected by um, police brutality. And I've actually had family members that die in police custody. And um, it was it's became an issue that wasn't just an American issue anymore. It was a UK issue because these cases were here too. And it was like, well, what are we doing to help these families? Um, you know, the community that have, um, you know, lost a friend, lost a, you know, a neighbour. What are we doing to help these people that are going through this kind of mental trauma? Um, and it, it just became, it just kind of became a, like a, a project of its own. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did it because I, um, I got to kind of vocalise some issues that weren't really being spoken about. Mm. Um, and it was definitely something that I wanted to do after, like, you know, I, I've got family members that deal with mental health issues. My father had mental health issues. So yeah. I really wanted to touch a topic that I understood very well. And, um, yeah, that was, it was definitely mm-hmm. close to home. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just talking about mental health issue, um, you know, how do you have a strong mental health while working as a producer, especially during the time of civil unrest? Um, how was you able to kind of manage that? Um, I'm, I can't specifically say to you, like, this is what you should do, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I can say is um, when you are producing stuff that is so close to your own heart, so close yeah. to your own house, hmm. and you are touching topics that are very, very heavy, um it is very good to have a very strong sense of self for one so to know that you know this story is a part of you Mm -hmm. and you are attached to that story because you're meant to do that story you know so to be kind of at one with how you feel Mm -hmm. and for number two to have a very strong household like so wherever you are have a very strong sense of home Mm -hmm. so you've got somewhere to switch off um and you've got somewhere to kind of um that's like a like a clear state of mind um it's sometimes when you're working for yourself you can constantly just be thinking and working without even knowing yeah and seven days a week you're just constantly thinking about your job (laughs) you know indeed yes and also your family and all the other things that you're actually involved in and it gets a little bit too much isn't it and it's almost you know where do you go for help and support but well, there is help and support out there, but sometimes you have to be the one that actually wants to reach out to people to be able to get the support. And especially during this period, you know, it's been very, 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 very challenging for some people in terms of managing, you know, the second lockdown, um, mm-hmm. mental health and, you know, well-being and, you know, not having family around and things like that. So I could just imagine the effect of how the impact of that is, you know. And um, and I just wanted to know about, you know, a day in the life of a journalist. What is that like? Um, 
<laughs> what is that like for you and how do you now kind of um, deal with overwhelm because I know that there's quite a lot of pressure in this sure. kind of job this kind of profession um, so share a day in the life of a journalist and how you cope and deal with overwhelm um, a day in the life of a journalist when I'm working on a particular project that I've been commissioned to do as yeah. well as my own project mm. that will be segmenting my day of how to focus on my own stuff and then focus on the stuff that I've been commissioned to. So I have to kind of separate my day like that. And then when the news is going, if something mm. breaking news is going, you have to be on top of it. So you have to understand what is going on. Yeah. So you have to be consuming the news, but you can't become the news, you know. You Absolutely. can't be you can't be what you're kind of studying and researching over time. So you have to um stay on top of things without becoming a part of the chaos because right yeah. now there's so much chaos and mm -hmm. um, you just have to be in a state of okay then that's going on there okay then um that late in the evening I'm going to watch out and see the update on that story okay then tomorrow I may look at that again but mm. not constantly watching it exactly. I am I, I actually took the notifications for news off my phone because it became a situation where I was always looking at what was going on. Yeah. Um, so I only look at it twice a day. Mm. And then um, after I've segment, segmented my days, I make sure that I always have a lunch. So there's always a time in between both of my projects that I have an hour to myself where I switch Good. off. Good. Um, and then, yeah, like it's a lot of Zoom phone calls, a lot of Microsoft Teams. I am totally zoomed out. <laughs> Zoom is it's, oh, uh, it's another world entirely for some of us who had no clue about yes. um, remote working and you know using all these um, conferencing apps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's shocking how many of them there actually are. I didn't realize that there was Absolutely. so many. And you know um, what the lockdown has actually done is actually allowed us to actually um, re-educate ourselves because there is another world, which is the online world that some of us are not really, you know, we've no, we've never actually had the experience of it, and it's almost like some of us did not even know that HAP exists and you know Zoom exists, you know Zoom conferencing app. Some of us didn't even realize that such things really existed because we're so used to meeting people connecting with people, networking, you know, doing events, live events rather than online events. So I think the lockdown has actually taught us quite a lot of things in terms of upskilling our, our levels and, you know, doing more training and really um, making a difference and making an impact and really growing our business as well. I mean, what sort of experiences have you had during this lockdown? How has it been for you? you know being a journalist and just for you in general how is the lockdown been for you um for me in general i would say that the lockdown has been a very it's been spiritual mm -hmm. um mm. if i uh, can dare say that mm -hmm. um Love that. it's been a very spiritual journey for me it's been um figuring out you know what my purpose was um where my purpose is what role what road i'm going down and mm. um being able to kind of take a step back from situations and assess yes. myself 
Absolutely. I never got the chance to do that because I was always going before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's kind of like clarified so many things for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a hard time as well. I'm yeah. not going to deny that it's been a hard time, but it's, it's just been, I can only describe it as like a great shedding. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of been shedding all of the parts of myself that just weren't serving me and yeah. all the things or situations that weren't serving me. Mm. Um, and I, I don't really, um, I don't really think that I would have ever gone that deep within myself if mm. this lockdown didn't happen because it forced yeah. everybody to do that. Absolutely, um, yes. These are yeah. some of the great benefits, I guess. You mentioned spirituality. I could definitely relate. You know, I I was more in tune with my spirit, spirituality over this lockdown in terms of just being still and just listening and really mm. finding myself, you know, and offering the best version of myself, reinventing myself. Yeah, And I could simply relate to what you're saying, you know, and also self-care, prioritizing your self-care, looking after you and really being authentic to yourself and being, you know, finding time for you. Um, mm. Definitely. Absolutely. And I know that you have this amazing podcast and I really yeah. want to hear about it. And I want you to share that with us. Um, yeah. You know, what is your podcast about? Um, so my podcast is an investigative journalism series. Um, which looks at the different issues that affect BME people in the UK. So um, whether it's about COVID, which is something that I cover, policing, um, racial trauma, mental health, and regulations and policies and workplaces that are not really serving BME groups, um, the rates of unemployment, um, just kind of like um, also kind of looking internally as well, Again, touching on the spiritual side. Um, And I've also been speaking to people that have been dealing with COVID-19 that are from BME groups that have been dealing with it very well. Um, There's been so much negative news about um, people that have had COVID. They've not really shown you BME people that have had COVID that are surviving and are living their lives. Um, And I think that is very important that you see the positive um, you know, that you can still go on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of touching on these little nuances that the the big mainstream media that are missing because they yes. are following the big stories. Um, there is people that are in our communities every day that need to talk about what they're going through and yeah. that are key elements to what has happened this year. Um, so, yeah, um, that's that's what my investigative series is about. I'm yeah. currently on episode four. So um, episode four is um, about racial trauma and um, how in the US racial trauma is now being looked into like as a form of PTSD. Um, and in the U- UK, we're still not at that point where we're willing to look at um, racism and the mental impact that that has, long-term mental impact that that has. Absolutely. Um, so again, I was that discussion was trying to fill that gap and talk talk mm. about okay, well, how is this affecting these groups, and how can they get over that internally? Like, how can they heal from that? You yeah. know, it's, it's not about kind of looking at external people as a problem. 
Mm-hmm. How can we heal ourselves? And that's that's my main um, ethos, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I really love the topics. Um, I think it's very very inspiring and very very motivating. These are things that some of us are not really aware of, um, especially what you've mentioned about the kind of mental health in terms of the racism, which does affect many BME people. Um, so. You know, what sort of audience do you actually have that view your podcast? Well, I've got a really good audience, um, mm. very mixed audience. So about 70% of them are from the UK. Yeah. Um, and then I've got 20% of them that are from the US. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are from like Italy, Canada. Mm. Um, I've got people in Spain, Slovakia mm. um, listening to the podcast. So it's, it's quite varied um so it's great like that I managed to touch those those kind of people because I I just thought it would just be like you know a UK type podcast but it's gone beyond that which is is great um really really love that yeah absolutely so when you had um sort of an encounter with um you know some BME people who have actually experienced the COVID um are you able to share one or two positive um stories with us yeah so um what is great is on the 1st of December I'm going to be um there's going to be I'm going to be launching my investigation on YouTube um okay. another special and that will be looking into um long covid and I've been speaking to this girl called Monique and she has she's an artist she's an illustrator and she's been like drawing her um experience of COVID-19 from start till end and has been posting her drawings on Instagram and she is she's so lovely and she's been taking this she's been taking it in a stride she's not been letting it beat her she's um talking to people every day and she's she's just like a very bright light in what Mm. seems like a very dark space yes um and I, I had a really long conversation with her um, and I'll be, um, it's going to be like a short film type of thing on, on yeah. the 1st December. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be putting on YouTube and yeah, she's been, she's been dealing with it very well. And it, it did hit her like a ton of bricks, but it was more, when I spoke to her, it felt like it was harder for her at the start because she got it when they weren't testing people, like right in March. Wow. So a lot ages. of, mm. yeah. So the doctors were doubting her whether she had it or not um and some people some doctors were saying that it could have been her anxiety rather than symptoms of of the, of the virus um so she's fought very hard to get answers because she never got them at the start and um she's been working with a lot of great people because of that so um yeah that's one really good story that i could say that was i was definitely happy to speak to about that yeah, it's so interesting because I mean I love her creativity. She's, she's actually drawing yeah. uh, the whole story, the whole journey. That is really powerful. And I really look forward to actually um kind of look you know, following through her journey as well. So I will definitely get um the YouTube link from you a bit later on, which is amazing. And I know that you love doing documentaries as well. Tell us about your passion for documentaries. Yeah, documentaries. I didn't know that I even I didn't even know that I I wanted to do documentaries before. This was something that 
I discovered mm. when I was in university. Right. Um, I I don't I don't know what it is, but I just think like mm. the power of visuals and research and music and yes. story and you know putting this compiling this all into one project. It's, mm. And I love the process of it. I love the process of making it yeah. and of finding people. Um, yeah, I think everything about it, I just love. Um, producing is something that I, I definitely fell in love with af like after uni. It's not mm -hmm. something that I knew I wanted to do before. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just the whole element of storytelling, which is something that I really like to do. Fantastic. And, you know, how can people actually get access to some of your documentaries that you've actually created? Um, so they can go on my website, which mm -hmm. is .com, mm -hmm. or they In the comment section below. Yeah, cool. Amazing. And um, there is um, my... You can go on my um, Facebook page, which is at Lisa Journalism. Yeah. Um, you can also go on my Instagram, which is Lisa Hanley IG, and my YouTube page is hosted by Lisa, and that's where I put um, the kind of scrutiny hour specials on there, which is a right. visual element to the podcast, uh -huh. um, and usually those are special interviews. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Um, that's brilliant. Could you tell us what um, what challenges you've actually encountered, you know, during your journey as a journalist? Um, the challenges usually that I've faced have been personal. Um, right. And it's kind of feeling like I wasn't good enough to be in this industry, you know, mm. um, or I wasn't smart enough. And yeah. um, that was just... Like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I think um, a lot of us feel like that, to be quite honest. In terms of even starting a business, it's almost like you have this self-doubt. You know, am I good enough? Am I am I, am I, I able to lead? You know, we all have self-doubts, self-sabotaging ourselves already before we even, you know, get into that journey, already putting ourselves down. And I think it's really important as women that we believe in ourselves a bit more and encourage ourselves and also surround ourselves with positive people that could actually give us um, that positive energy and also elevate us and encourage us that we can actually do it. And that's all we need. Women, we don't really need much. We just need someone to be there standing behind you and say, I'm here, I can see you, an accountability partner. And these are the sort of things that I, you know, like to do to help women to really believe in themselves and just overcome the self-doubt, you know, the inner critic and start doing rather than waiting and doubting. Oh, can I, can I not? I mean, when I started my podcast, I was a bit shy and I didn't have enough confidence. But look at me now. If mm. I didn't start, if I didn't start, perhaps we wouldn't have had an encounter. I would never have met Lisa right but it's about starting and using what you have and just giving it a go because i always tell myself what is the worst that can happen what is that what, what is it you know just give it a go and just go for it and i think yes we all have that in in us but look at you now you know um you are doing so well your podcast your documentaries um i mean i'm super super proud of you to be quite honest lisa 
I just, yeah, I just admire, you know, your strength and your motivation and, you know, all that you've actually achieved, which is really amazing and is really commendable. So well done. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so, you know, for those who are watching us right now, I can see some of the amazing comments, um, great words of wisdom, great words of encouragement. Um, you both look amazing. Um, thank you so much. This is really, really inspiring. Fantastic. So there's been quite a lot of great positive comments there from our lovely viewers. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. If you have any questions, please leave it in the comment section below and Lisa and I will be able to answer those questions for you. So Lisa, so for anyone who's actually watching us right now and they want to get into journalism or into media, what advice would you actually give them? Um, what advice would I give them if they want to get in? Mm. Um, just do it. Um, just definitely do it. And if you have a passion for it, you'll do it for free. That's what I always say. If I'm willing to do it for free, then that's really my passion. If you want to get into it because you want to be on television, it's not the best thing to get into because it may be a long road before you get in. And um, <laughs> if you want to just do it just to kind of like be a public figure, you're not in it for the right reasons. There is already enough journalists that are like that, that are already doing the job and um, we need people that are willing to kind of be vocal about things that are going on and yeah. um, very serious about um, speaking the truth in the face mm. of, you know. Right, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that mm. you would have to be um, serious about it and do your research on what different um, areas of journalism you can get into because there's so many different areas. Absolutely. Um, and also there's um, on LinkedIn, it don't feel like scared to speak to people, speak to journalists that are already in the industry mm. and just ask for advice because yeah. they will be open to talking to you. Right. Um, I've met quite a lot of people via LinkedIn um, and spoke to a lot of professionals in the industry that have given me great advice just by reaching out and sending mm. over a message. Um, so, yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. And yeah, just be relentless. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the qualities um, you need to be journalists. I think you've actually listed quite a lot there. Be relentless and just ask questions. Mm. Just go for it and just do it. And I think that is really just what you should do. So if you're watching right now and you want to be a journalist, Lisa's giving you some great tools there and some great advice in order for you to just go for it and just do it and just um, overcome any form of self-doubt. Just go for it and just do it. Any lasting thoughts to our viewers that you may want to share with us before we go? Um, last thoughts. I mean, I would say that it's a very difficult time right now mm. and you might kind of be going in and out of depression. You might be happy one minute or mm. upset another, happy one minute, upset another. Um, but times are changing and be okay with times changing mm. and just um try and f find yourself amongst the chaos and stick with stick with who you are you know don't become a part of the chaos mm. that's what i would say that sounds amazing to me thank you so much and i just want to say thank you to all our amazing viewers thank you for joining us 
on this wonderful special season three podcast with my lovely guest Lisa. It's been amazing. We've learned great tips and strategies on how to become a journalist, be in the media, and also how to deal with certain mental health issues as well. So thank you so much. So Lisa, lastly, do you have any upcoming events coming up or maybe your next podcast, where would that be released? Or maybe your next documentary, if you just want to share that with us, that would be really great. Okay, so my documentaries are going to be coming out 2021. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, in January. Um, but recent ones, um, on the 1st of December, I've got um, this, a Scrutiny Hour special on YouTube, which is okay. going to be um, an interview with Monique Jackson, um, who is a okay. long COVID survivor. Right. Um, and then I've also got a the fifth episode of um, the Scrutiny Hour coming out. Mm-hmm. That should be coming out probably second week in December. And um, also this week, I'm going to be interviewing um, the director of the Independent Office of Police Conduct um, wow. about um, policing. <laughs> and um, that, that's a story that keeps coming back to me. So I, I'm just, yes. just doing what... Um, doing what God tells me to do really um so yeah um I'm doing that this week so that should be out next week um on YouTube as well brilliant so I really do look forward to actually catching up on all those amazing events you have coming up and um yes thank you so much everyone for tuning in I hope you really enjoyed this episode and um I will be coming back again with another special guest on another episode of Birth Your Vision podcast live. And I just want to invite you to our networking event, which is happening on Friday, which is the 27th this week. And we are going to be talking about how to reinvent yourself and also stand out and monetize your skills, especially during this season. We all need to learn what it is that we can do to be able to remain financially stable so join me on the 27th i will be leaving the link for you to actually register on eventbrite so come along and come and learn on the life masterclass and i'll be having a lovely co-host who will be also doing the masterclass with me so to all our wonderful guests to the amazing lisa it's been a pleasure having you here today and i want to wish you all a very very great evening stay blessed and i'll see you next week with another amazing guest And I'm your host, Hannah Kripoli. Thank you so much all for watching. Take care.